What's going on, everybody? I'm Joshua. And I'm Isaiah. And we would like to thank you for listening to the Reasonably Prepared Podcast. A preparedness resource for the complete beginner. Look, we are here to help you on your preparedness journey. Without the paranoia, fear, and doomsday often associated with preparedness. If you find our podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a comment letting us know. But now, on with the show. scoop doop doop derp derp Welcome back to Bees and Re... Welcome cool. back to the Swedish Chef's new <laughs> show. <laughs> cool thing about podcasts is it's like it just goes, and there's no like when we're filming for the channel. I'm like, all right, I got to stop and do that over again, and we just have to roll with whatever it is silliness mm-hmm. I do. Everyone, welcome back to Reasonably Prepared. What is going on? As always, I am Joshua, and typically Isaiah is with me, uh, but today he is unable to make it, and we have a special guest. Today's special guest on today's podcast is going to be drum drum roll. I don't know what that's gonna, how that's going to translate. Me neither. Producer Caleb. Hello. What's up, producer Caleb? What's up? What's up? I I produce things, but yeah, um, he's typically behind the camera. You know, twiddling the knobs mm-hmm. and pressing the buttons and keeping us on track for time keeping and everything running. Yeah, and notes. Um, and for those of you who do not know. Uh, producer Caleb is also my oldest son. I I did achieve the job through nepotism. The what? I did achieve the job through nepotism, or I should say, acquire the job through nepotism. Acquire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nerd, such a nerd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome officially onto this podcast, producer Caleb. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm realizing now we share an affinity for tumblers. Yeah, like yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that we have our. I've got my rickety, nasty old oil field one, and he's got his uh, stickered up, youthful, <laughs> jovial one. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So before we get into today's episode, I do want to make everyone aware that we have a YouTube channel. If you haven't already seen it. With the same name, Reasonably Prepared, so you can go check us out on YouTube. We have lots and lots and lots of content that we are, oh my gosh, working on. It's our goal to help as much as we can. Obviously, in today's day and age, there's you could go on YouTube and listen to podcasts. People talk about all, kind, all that's wrong with the world. And, and, you know, go ahead and do that. That's fine. But it's our goal. to. It's our aim and our goal. We want to, uh, instead of just giving what's going on in the world, maybe some actionable steps on what you can do about it, as opposed to just what's going on. So that's what we're doing here. You can check out our website. You can go to reasonablyprepared.com. Uh, also click on, is it swag or merch? I can't remember. I think it's merch. I think it's merch. I'm going to look it up here right now. Um, but it's on our, it, check out our merch. Well, we are going to be releasing new merch very, very, very soon. We have it all in the pipeline it, it, it says swag or it, merch it, it is swag it is swag i was incorrect pings just straight over to teespring Look at that. yep there you go good stuff uh, and so you can get our prepared does not equal paranoid and the reason prepared logo and all that kind of stuff and uh, we have more, once again more coming out so go check that out and then uh if you find it this podcast useful and helpful or, or the channel you know useful and helpful just leave comments uh, letting us know, and if there's any information you want, if there's any topic you would like us to cover, let us know. 
Okay. Quick so, Caleb. What's up? Oldest son. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about my experience growing up prepared. Growing up prepared. Or even just growing up like as a prepper. Growing uh, up with prepper parents. Yeah, yeah. With prepper parents, right. And prepper friends. And yeah, yeah. Some. Prepper environment. Yeah. Uh, prepared. Community. Community environment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed Cinnamon. as of recently in the last couple of years, but, That's true. but but the the better part of your youth is spent in that uh, environment for sure. In some mm-hmm. form of certainly when we lived out on property and, mm-hmm. and all that. So we wanted to bring you guys along for the ride today to discuss maybe uh, I guess my idea or idea was like maybe how because you're how old now. Let I'm, everybody know. I'm 20 years of age. 20 years old. So he's yep. a young man. He's not, we're not talking about a 10 year old here. We're talking about a young man. Um, and he is entering into young man adulthood and life. And, um, and so we got to talking about growing up prepared and, uh, you know, what it is, what it isn't, how it affected him uh, as, as a, as a uh, as a youth and now a young man and and maybe also how it uh, prepared you <laughs> mm-hmm. pun intended um for life now yeah. right mm-hmm. obviously you know as a parent it's our job to to, to raise you in mm-hmm. a matter with principles and make sure that you're a productive member of society and you know who you are obviously exactly. we, we are christians and we want to you know who you are in christ and all those sorts of things um but when it comes to just basic when it comes to preparedness there's a lot of well, there's a lot of, uh, I won't call them misconceptions, but I'll call them conceptions. I think both. Or, or, yeah, or both. There's both. There's, there's there are misconceptions. There are also just conceptions. Yes. And so we wanted to tackle some of those. Um, and he has some points on what growing up prepared is and what growing up prepared isn't. Am I right? Precisely. I was awesome. going to do what it isn't first. Okay, right on. Let's, let's just get it out of the way. Yeah, let's case, start. Let's in start. In case people doing only that. have like 15, 20 minutes, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, what, you know what is mean? it not? Well, I know like it's super popular. And as we've talked about, um, as watchers of such classic history channel shows as Doomsday <laughs> Bunkers and. <laughs> doomsday family or oh yeah the doomsday preppers yeah i actually don't know the name of that of that show it's like doomsday family or something i don't know we used to watch like we, youtube highlights and whatever you yeah know what I mean? okay so when we lived out on our property we actually we've doomsday never had preppers that's yeah doomsday. we've never had cable we never had we never had netflix we never had any of those things but we would watch um we would highlights on youtube or at friends and family's house yeah. or stuff whatever things of that nature um, if we were at Nan and Happy's house or yeah, something, yeah. or you know, yeah, because they 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 liked those n- or shows. the Walters house. They did have they did have some. Yeah, they, they had all that gadgetry because they introduced us to good shows like Alone, like well. Alone, yeah. which is a spectacular show. But we used to sit and watch parts of the uh, the Doomsday Prepper show, and mm-hmm. we thought I think at first we thought, well, maybe there's some info here we, we could get out of it. Things, yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I mean, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I won't say that there was none because there probably was some, and I probably did learn like some how to how to track wolves or some that kind of okay. stuff. But there is just a lot of um, capitalizing on the like the one percent of preppers, which are the uh, you know two year stockpile of food and the um, well, well, hold state on, hold of on. the art filtration systems. And I don't, we don't mind to you. We want you to have two year stockpile of food. We're talking about the people like 
who are really paranoid. No, I mean like they took the two years stock of food and then like buried it. Yeah. 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 With, with whatever those, uh, not Ponzi spikes, what are they called? Oh. What are they called? The, the, the Vietnam spikes. I don't know what they're called. Oh. Big, big spikes. It's something, it's something like Ponzi, which is a scheme, but Ponzi scheme, right? It's something like that. But most of, most of the time they're, they're capitalizing on just kind of, the people are kind of nutty. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> they're not kind of nutty. They're nut. And focusing in, a lot of them will just focus in on like, I believe the only problem we're going to have is a solar flare yes. or yeah, I'm they usually for financial collapse. It's called a punji stick. Punji stick. Um, they usually, each episode will have like, and that was the thing that always struck me as the weirdest was each prepper was convinced that like one very specific thing was going to happen. Right. So it was never like I'm preparing because I want to, you know, just have peace of mind. It was like, nope, the solar flare is coming and it'll be here tomorrow and I've got everything to deal with that one thing. Or it was like, nope, terrorists are coming tomorrow. So I've got my weapons all stored up and it was always like super, super, super niche. Yeah. Super, yeah. It, like very, very hyper focused, very pinpointed um t- you know i guess content topic with the person people would do and then of course the channel would rate them like well you're prepared yeah, yeah. and and they would get <laughs> they'd be like i disagree with the yeah. with the yeah. with the assessment of the history channel they don't know what they're talking about i don't need more water yeah <laughs> and they're like well your water situation is terrible yeah no exactly but um, we ha- would end up making fun precisely yes we did we did more making fun but and um there also was another show that we never like watched but i found later where they would specifically focus in on like families and like kids mm-hmm. and i couldn't find the information on that show but i know that it exists somewhere in the ether of um shows that have been canceled after only like a couple seasons because no one watched them right so like that's all been sensationalized and capitalized on so because of those what would you call them like misconceptions and those sure. like, those hyper extensions of what preparedness is. So to just off the bat get a get out of the way a couple things as to what growing up prepared was was not. I think first and foremost what everyone thinks that it would be it, it was not paranoid. Like we so didn't like, live in constant no worry. It was, it was not like a constant state of like everyone's out to get you and we're just we're holing up. You know, we live on property so that we're away from the we're away from the danger zone and not in like a, even a good healthy, like we can depend on ourselves way, but just in a people are bad. So we're holding up on our back 40. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, people are bad. Like all people. Exactly. Are, yeah. Are out to get us. Yeah. So it was not, um, did not live in fear. Did not. Oh no. I know we have like those taglines and those yeah. Are some, yeah. It doesn't equal paranoia. All that yeah, kind of stuff. Some, but. some on brand verbiages there, but um, yeah, it just, it wasn't, I don't remember ever growing up like just being super scared that something bad was going to happen because, well, dad says we got to buy lots of stuff for the garage because because all of this bad stuff's going to happen. Therefore, any of it could happen at any moment. So like we're scared all the time. And I know a lot of the times on some of those TV shows and whatnot, they will portray people as, you know, it's just like all like tinfoil hat always looking around right. your shoulder. Right. Um, waiting, and- waiting for the imminent yeah and, and you know when you if you do your research on the world could financial collapse happen sure it has it's happened mm-hmm. to many places in many civilizations that has happened so mm-hmm. it could you know could there be a carrington event you know i could um 
we prepared you guys or you know you guys grew up in an environment where we were generally mm -hmm. prepared and we would use actual real world this is this actually could mm -hmm. happen tomorrow to mm -hmm. us so we need to be better prepared like mm -hmm. living in northern california well i'm gonna get i'm gonna, oh, get, okay. I'm gonna get to the actual what it did help with later i know but what i'm saying what it isn't the the reason it isn't see, yeah the reason it wasn't, it wasn't was preparing for some like uh, very unlikely or event. existential yeah. or event. Yeah. yeah, it was all very grounded and uh, and it were it was not living in fear. It was having a healthy respect for things that could actually happen. Yeah, like fire. Yes, up there. So, and what's cool is the same principles apply when a when preparing for natural disaster that anywhere else in your area yeah i mean they, for they, anything else they right? translate immediately to you know imminent danger of um tornadoes here mm -hmm. right. or um or even if we moved a couple hours south and they're right into the you know hurricane. hurricane season mm -hmm. so um, or financial collapse or financial collapse yeah. yeah yeah um so it was not it was not paranoia in the sense of just there's these big events that are going to happen and they're going to you know, we're all gonna die and you should be sky is falling yeah the sky is falling right precisely um it was also not number two it was mm -hmm. also not like isolated isolationist it was not uh you know we didn't hole up in a bunker somewhere it was not um we didn't isolate you guys from the world exactly and that one kind of combines with growing up homeschooled a lot of people think that you that you do grow up isolated from the world and yeah, I know that you guys have had an pod entire podcast about education and yeah, you uh, can go homes, listen to that homeschool, and I think mom addresses kind of uh, some of the main concern. You guys talk about the main concerns of like, you know, uh, we just we got lots of experience talking to like actual people of all sorts of ages and serving in, um, you know, helping with small children in church or talking to an elderly gentleman behind the counter at a grocery store or whatever. So it was not isolated in yeah. many ways. We Serving actually got at more, the mission. Right? Yeah, we actually yeah. got more, um, you know, what do you call that? More uh, experience just yeah, I mean, with we, lots of different people. Yeah, we could go down a laundry list of how it was the exact opposite. I mean, mm -hmm. just for you, by the time you were, how old were you when you were teaching sailing classes at that point? 14. So by 14, I mean. Or 15. Number one. We regularly served with the mission and fed the homeless and did all that kind of stuff, right? Like that. Yeah, was, or that was, at least did a number of a number yeah. of times, more than once. Like and then you know, you kids would thing. start a business where you would make some things and then sell them and then give mm -hmm. the money to the mission. Um, number two, you were you were sailing in regattas mm -hmm. with, and you guys were the youngest mm -hmm. skippers on the lake. Made it on the news. Made it on the news. Yeah, um, with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other mm -hmm. skippers yeah. and yeah. learning from them and talking with them. And yeah, etc. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, uh, me being a musician, you were constantly in recording studios and oh, yeah. you know mm -hmm. hanging out with other musicians and chilling venues and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, band venues yeah. and and all of those things. Um, whom I assure you, you know, recording studios and venues, if you're looking for another, I don't think you'll find a more eclectic, uh, mix of people co combination. Well, of people, but then there as an, by extension opinions and perspectives and political views and oh, just yeah. opinions on the world and hang out with artists. What, what's going, yeah, yeah. Specifically musicians. It's bad. Maybe comedians are worse, but I don't know. Musicians are, yeah, they're. I won't say bad because not it's, bad, it's but it's, I just mean lots of different um, political views, lots of different religious opinions, lots of different, just lots of 
different perspectives. Right. So we we did not isolate our family from the real Mm -hmm. world. And that one's kind of like a a trev. Like I was homeschooled Christian and prepper. So that's like all three stereotypes (laughs) kind of combined. Combined into one. um, Yeah. But I didn't ever feel pigeonholed into either one of those three things. So I mean, like I I did have... Um, not as close as my homeschooled friends, but I, mean, I did have public school friends and, uh, you know, obviously mom was, we weren't even part of like a co-op, but we still right. interacted with other kids my age. And, um, well, and combine that with, I know a lot of people, I say a lot of people, I just use the word a lot of people. There are preppers who live out on property in the middle of nowhere who are really, really protective mm-hmm. of, um, their property, which I'm not saying is inherently wrong but because of our philosophy of you know if something really really bad did happen we would rebuild with our community we would rebuild with our neighbors we would we would still have to continue to learn how to get along with varying uh, religious and political and dietary and whatever you want to call it um, opinions we are the ones who are going to have to rebuild um, if a fire ravishes our area it's our mm-hmm. responsibility to come back and serve one another we our property was a what do, I mean, everybody came to our property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I hesitate to use, I mean, because it can start to sound like you're just bragging. So I hesitate, I, I hesitate to use the word like haven, like it was some sort of utopia where everyone would come when, when things were bad. But it was just definitely a, like parties were hosted and yeah. um, invitations were given out in case anything ever did happen. And even just like on that hill, you know, went the one or two times um, fire was an imminent danger. Mm-hmm. It was a place where people could come and use as a launching point or, or whatnot. So, right. Um, and even shoot, even like living in a small town, that's another way you stay unisolated was, you know, I can, I can walk into the general store, you know, at whatever 10 or 11 by myself and talk to the guy whom I know the you know, I can talk to Mike whom I know by name. Oh yeah. The, and the I can buy, store, yeah. I can buy my 25 cent cherry heads and he knows, and buy 20 bucks of gas for you and he knows that you're sitting outside in the right. car so he can just flip the gas pump. You know what I mean? So that's another way that you're not in a hole and you're not, I say in a hole, you're just not, you're not living in a void. Right. Although there are people who move out 40 minutes away from anywhere and, and do raise their right. kids to just... But we, we had the opportunity to, to, to um, teach a bunch of people uh, skills, uh, see our chicken mm-hmm. farming thing, you know, the pigs up there, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But, um, but it was not isolationist. Yeah. Like, in fact, it was so the opposite for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and plus you got your debt. I mean, shoot, I don't, I was going to say, I don't think that we could have been isolationist like, if we wanted to, when two or three members of our family would probably end up dying if they didn't talk to other people. Yeah. So we like, got me and Evan and Ellie who yeah. are the most social people Precisely. on the planet. Yeah. So, I mean, I, we, we did need that, uh, you know that 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 Sunday meeting at so and so's house, and we did need that. Uh, you know, constantly at the lake, hanging out with yeah. friends and inviting mm-hmm. people whom we didn't even know to just come eat a hot dog because why not? So it was definitely not isolationist, and um, yeah, it was definitely not um, a pigeonholed like experience to right, gr- right. to grow up right preparedness minded. And then lastly, this one's kind of more basic, but I mean, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't weird. Like, oh, it's just segues I, like, from what we were just talking about. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody ever treated me like you live, you live where, and you're you're taught like this, and you think about these things. It was never like well, that means you're the weird kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did hang out with a lot of people who were like minded, but even people who weren't, maybe it was just the innocence of being like younger. But it was never. Well, 
At that time, we went to an uber hipster church. Yeah. We were the odd people out there. Yeah. I mean, and I was never like as rural or country or like, uh, like outdoor, not outdoorsy, but like, I mean, I did dress and walk and talk a little bit more like hip hipstery, I guess, even, even though we lived out in the middle of part part city, part country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Punk rock meets country. Yeah, um, exactly. Which, as I get older, surprisingly, small segue, I find is like really, really common and like normal. Like a lot of like guys who were super punk in their twenties now are like still punk, but then like own a sixty-acre ranch somewhere. <laughs> like <laughs> some of the hardcore yeah, guys, the yeah. punk rock guys. Yeah. Um, I think that's really funny. But yeah, yeah, it was never. I don't. What's like, that DIY, uh, self-sustaining? Yeah. you know, I'll do it myself. You yeah. know, f off attitude. Yeah, flash of anarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it does like. And you, shoot, you of Wayne have bonded over this, realizing that like cowboys and punk. Actually, we were, punk, were more similar than we. Cowboys and anarchists are rather more. Yeah, they're you're red, closer than you want to yeah, believe. Rednecks yeah, rednecks and punk rockers are actually more similar than they want to admit. Exactly. Yeah. All the all the philosophies usually check out. So yeah, we were, I was never ostracized or like kept out of circles or, um, you know, treated weird. Right. Not that we made it like super super public knowledge or we were like well, known that's, a lot, but. That's true too. Like we we did a lot of working on preparedness related things, and we would we would discuss with people for an education because mm-hmm. um, they would ask us, which is why we even started reason to prepare because we were constantly being asked. Well, what about this? What about that? What do you do here? What do you do there? Um, or they'd come to our house and they realize, man, you guys are set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wouldn't want anyone to think like, oh, I'm getting into preparedness. I'm starting to do these things that seem to run a little bit contrary to the way that most people, yeah. that most people aren't thinking this way. Most people aren't doing these things. And they're thinking, I wouldn't want my kids who go to public school to think like for other kids to think that they're weird or anything. I just, right. I don't know if that's a worry at all, but based upon like we were talking about TV shows and stuff where there's like these kids who wear pistols on their hip all the time and they've got, you know, they got mullets and they don't know how to run other kids. They're like, they're like those dogs. I don't know how to hang around other dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I never felt like that, and it was never like, it was never weird. And kids who came over to my house, quote unquote, like they didn't ever think that it was weird that we had, you know, solar or chickens, or they usually thought it was freaking cool. Most so, people thought it was pretty yeah. rad, yeah. Um, but you know, we kind of, we you know, as parents, you know, we want to lead the way in that. I don't care what people, yeah. Think, I mean, right? no, no, so, that's true. That's true. Um, but I mean, even, and I'm about to segue into this when mm-hmm. it talks about things that it did help with, okay, but even just go. the things that I knew how to do right. and that I taught myself how to do, most kids weren't like, you're weird for knowing that. They were just like, that's awesome. You know, because I mean, me and me and friends specifically, uh, cl- me and closer friends would, you know, we would take our airsoft guns out and we would run through like, you know, military drills that we learned about because we just thought it was cool. And we thought one, fun. if one day we have to use this, it'd be cool to know how to do other kids who came over weren't like, "Oh, you're weird." They were just like, "That's the they're coolest, like, we that's, play that's with those the coolest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, never, never treated weird for like knowing how to be prepared or knowing how to think in a preparedness. Mindset. Right, and and so the, it's a smaller yeah, one, but I, just, I thought I would mention it. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't weird or odd, or, mm-hmm. or you did you didn't feel like a weirdo. Yeah, and I especially didn't feel like a weirdo leaving like leaving that, and now that I'm going out to the world, just on my own right it doesn't feel like awkward i don't i don't feel like ill-equipped in fact i right. feel the opposite feel the but, opposite um, all right well so it's not we didn't grow up in paranoia mm-hmm. we didn't even feed any of that to you mm-hmm. um healthy respect for um 
events mm-hmm. once again fire tornado i mean these are normal regular things that mm-hmm. people sh- everyone listening should prepare for precisely i everyone uh it wasn't um absolutely we did not isolate Mm-mm. we're not isolationists we believe in um helping a community being part of a community helping out neighbors um bringing order from chaos uh heart of service things of that nature um and it what was the third one there oh it wasn't weird it wasn't weird wasn't odd. It's not weird. I don't feel like I like. I feel like there's probably like a tendency for like you know you hear like some kids who are like I grew up in the Mormon church and I feel like I lost my childhood or something because oh, it was right. just weird. It wasn't like that at all. Right. Yeah. I don't know if anyone thinks it was like that at all. I just thought I would disprove it anyway. Okay. Right on. Right on. So what? Then growing up prepared. Do should b- before we um get into that should we do another recap of like i don't think we've ever fully dove in fully dived in fully fully addressed <laughs> um so we live in the city now well basically yes. a small yes. a, a big town small city mm-hmm. um which is all new to yeah. us well but, i mean it's Kind of. You've lived in cities before. So, I mean, so long ago. But now that we're here again, we're having to learn how to prepare differently mm-hmm. than when we had 14 acres mm-hmm. surrounded by nothing. Mm-hmm. But let's do, let's real quick, so you can say, so you can go into what it is and how it has helped you and things. Mm-hmm. Um, get, I'll give a quick, let's give a quick recap and you can bounce, we'll just bounce yeah. back and forth of like what we had. We had a house on 14 acres. Mm hmm. Yes. With the Vernal Creek, most of the year the creek ran through. For just under six years. Six, Which for, for years me, ago. and I'm realizing... It was in your formidable years. It was in the most formidable years. We moved there when I was 10, and we left when I was uh, almost 16. Right, but even even before that, Mom and I, as broke as we were... Yeah, we were always, always preparedness, but that was the, like... the uh, That was, was our, that, like, that this that is one our prep paradise. Yeah, 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 exactly. We were, we were buying what we thought would be our last... Our last stand, our last oasis. Yeah. Turned out to not be, but. Um, so we had our home, two car garage, our trucks. Yep. SU- 14 acres. 14 acres. Um, we had access to numerous other acres because of people whom we knew anywhere within a 30 mile drive, i.e., oh, yeah. friends who owned um, so the Power Ranch. Our um, other friends had 20 acres, which was yep. less than a half a mile from us. Mm-hmm. And then in between our property and their property, we basically knew all the neighbors and new kids had free reign. I mean, for the most part, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Um, we could walk freely between our two houses, yeah. Right. On those back roads. On all the, yeah, the yeah. dirt, the back dirt roads. Mm-hmm. Um, either ride bikes or when then when you got a little bit older, take the, the tractor and the quads and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, we had, so to, to, to give a rundown, we had a 2,500-gallon rainwater harvest system. Mm-hmm. We had lots of water stored in the garage. We had our own well that had 1,500 gallons of storage i put a 1500 gallon storage tank up there well someone else did oh yeah no it just just had oh no it was there we moved in no 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 you're correct it was there we moved in um we the house was completely solared which did frequently run out right which is why well because which is why we had that yeah yeah. um 100 solar battery backup never Uh, never did the battery backup mm -hmm, we did did? yeah and then remember i sold it before we left Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I sold the battery backup part too. I just remember getting a check every year because we used. Less yeah, the power company produced. gave me a check every year. It wasn't a lot, but it was you know to take the family out or whatever. 
Um, at one point, we had 50 chickens. Between the two of us, maybe. You had... Because you had started an egg, a chicken business. Yeah. And at you your were highest, saying, you had almost 30, and I had maybe 15 to 20. So maybe 50 between the two of us. Right. And then you would go into town once or twice a week with mom and sell eggs to yeah. bakeries before California put the kibosh on that. Yes. Um, one goat. For a while. It wasn't a goat. It was a... Was it a ram, like a sheep, technically? I thought it was a goat. Bar, a Barbados? It's a Barbados. Oh, Barbados goat? ram. Ram? No, sheep? you might be right. It might be a sheep. You might look that up. We had that. Um, and then once again, kind of uh, affiliated and connected to us were friends with that we would raise hogs we every year, and we would butcher them ourselves. Um, we had a whole, whole bunch of self-wicking raised garden beds. So we had this... and. Prepared it, and we would go camp, hunt, survivalist. I remember we would play that game all the time. The the uh, the okay, grab your bag now. We have to. Oh, uh-huh. We can only we survive outside right now with what's in the bag the way it is. We can't pack it, and we mm-hmm. would run out there, try to get fire going in the rain. We had our campsite. Uh, we pan for gold. And we did do that a couple of times. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, and then we had every month or two we would have huge get-togethers. Yeah. Big old parties, New Year's Eve parties. Lots were of camping trips. Epic. Lots of camping trips on that yeah. area or on the property. Because it was so nice to just be able to go out. The way the property was set up, we could go out on the property and we couldn't see any neighbors. We couldn't. Mm-hmm. There were no roads or nothing. Yeah. It was it just, was, there were a couple places where it was shaped just right. Yeah. Even so, though it wasn't a ton of acreage, we could. We had that advantage. Yeah. 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 So it was, once again, it was the way we were setting it up. Our garage was shelved with, you know, rice and beans and the way we set it up was not we were just storing things in case leah and i his mom and i our philosophy was if we're going to do anything not that we can use it now and it betters our life now and if nothing ever happens it just makes our life better i think it would just it would be the first time we went from like oh well or at least I, i i would say it was the first time where you guys went from like oh we have kids. We know stuff happens. We want to have some backup stuff under a bed somewhere too. We're going to embrace this and try to actually be as self-sustaining as we can. And we're right. going to try to, even though I had always been interested in it before, it was the first time where you were enabled to the point of mom was able to do all the hippie stuff she'd always wanted to do. And you were able yeah. to do all the processing and stuff you always wanted to do. So it was the first time it was actually able, you're able and we like did, to embrace it. And it was constant work. Yeah. We did yeah. constant physical labor you know, yeah. tending to the property and building fences and mending fences and mm-hmm. fixing driveways and helping every, our neighbors fix theirs yeah. and, and all every that. Saturday. Yeah, it's constant work. Yeah. You know. Um, um, so, so all that to say, that's where I grew up. That's yeah. That's how he yeah. grew up. And and now we're in the city. We're trying to figure everything out again over the last couple of years. But, um, but all that to say, given that it wasn't paranoid, it wasn't all of those things. What was it? And how do you feel that it actually prepared you for young adulthood in life? Oh yeah. With our philosophies on debt and our, yeah. all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, let's do it. So, first and foremost, growing up in that environment and with that, like, mindset and thinking like that. Um, first and foremost, it just, it helps me to, it helps me to this day and it taught me how to just depend on myself as opposed to other people. And I know that might sound rather isolationist, but it's just, it's just um, realizing that the most assured way to do something is if you know how to do it. And so what I mean by that is um, learning skills and being able to have the, like the backlog of storing Mm -hmm. things in case the system fails, in case something goes wrong. 
Um, you don't have to depend on grocery stores. You don't have to depend on, um, you don't depend on anything. You can depend on yourself because you have either stored things up, which you can't create, mm-hmm. or you know how to create the things you will need if you can't get them. Um, so, and I mean that like in just the whole grand swatch, knowing how to work on your own car so that if right. there's no mechanic, you can make your car run. Learning how to make your own food so that, you know, if there's no restaurants, you can cook your food all of the time. What happens if you can't get ready to eat meals? The amount of kids I knew of growing up who didn't even know how to like make pasta was <laughs> like a lot um, yeah. because dinner to them was just putting pizza in the oven or, um, you know, making Kraft macaroni and cheese. Um, which I guess is pasta, but I guess technically, but yeah, um, no more microwavable meals yeah. and, and easy bake oven meals. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, learning how to, or knowing to store things that you cannot grow or create like flour, like salt, like, mm-hmm. um, like beans, like rice, um, water, knowing how to have backlogs of water or how to store water long term, mm-hmm. um, or, and learning skills to, um, like if you can't just, if you can't get something and you know how to either create it or you have already stored it, I don't know if that comes across as cohesive or not, but it's just, well, and how did it help you with your, uh, say critical thinking skills and things of that in today's day and age? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, well, that was my second point. Oh, sorry. But, okay. Um, there you go. So yeah, it was, it's really just, it's very practical and it's just, um, if things fall apart, mm-hmm. what you know is what you are now. Like, and how does that enable you? to be a uh, a benefit to quote unquote the system as opposed to a draw from the well, system. Well, it just means that you can provide things as opposed to um, requiring others to either give them to you or even even if you're- Or consume. Or, yeah, you're, you're able to provide things rather than just consume them. Obviously you need to consume some things, but the goal is to provide more than you can consume. So I just, in, in all the facets from like food storage, water storage, and, um, knowing to uh have those things stored up in case mm-hmm. you cannot acquire them to just know i mean i built this table yeah like, that we're, yeah that we're so i i know that if i need a table i can make one yeah you welded the things yeah and did the lumber and, and, i mean it doesn't look like super great but it works as a table it's got the rough character of you know of a homemade thing yeah but it, but func- it functions great it, i love it it's it, big enough it tables really well it does <laughs> It does what a table needs to do. So, exactly. So I know that if I ever couldn't get a table, I could just make a table. So I don't. Again, I don't know if that comes off as cohesive enough. But it's really just knowing that, in a pinch, in the worst case scenario, yeah, I know how to take care of myself. Right. Um. I mean, that extends to knowing how to hunt for yourself and acquire mm-hmm. your own food, how to process all of that once you've actually killed it. Yeah. And to be um, clear, I mean. You're not a hunter. No, not at all. He's like me and my or his brother. Nor Liam. a fisherman, but I know how to. Right. I know how to do a, them if necessary. Yeah. Exactly. Liam and I spend the bulk of our time together hunting because mm-hmm. it's his passion. We love to hunt. He loves fish, all that. But you have told people, and you've told me before. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, Dad, I want to go hunt with you. You'll go a couple of times because you're like, number one, I want to stay in practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I need to, you know. That's it. Stay in yeah, practice. It, I don't yeah. want. It's a skill I don't want to lose. I don't exactly. want to. So you re- realize the value of it, even though you're not quote unquote a passionate hunter like yeah. Uncle Chris or yeah. Liam. Yeah, exactly. So it just it. I feel like in the more modern in the modern age, um, obviously we've lost a lot of things and we've gained a crap ton. Make no mistake about that. Oh right, right. We've gained the the world in our pockets, but um, I feel like we have lost the ability to. If 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 nothing else, can you just? I, mean, I think of like shoot who. There's no way that 
like everyone listening has not read like Little House on the Prairie. Like everyone in America right. has probably read Little House on the Prairie. The ability for him to come home one day and just be like, all right, we're just moving out that way. Mm-hmm. And they all just walk. They just walk in a wagon and yeah, they go that way. And he just knows they all know how to just do everything because and he can make everything he needs to make and what he can't he can make something to trade for what he needs mm-hmm. so it's just literally ability to in a pinch in the worst case scenario when things fail you either know how to fix them or you know how to acquire them or you were smart and intelligent enough to have stored them up and prepared them for yourself already right. so it's just not being dependent upon other people all the time yeah or the system i guess or the system going. all the time yeah, yeah. um and Which I, want to delineate. System. I want to delineate being utterly dependent on is what we don't want, but enjoying and utilizing or operating within the system yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Restaurants are great. Yeah. Don't, don't not go to restaurants. Right. But if you got the resources, you exactly. know, yeah. yeah. Um, so what else? Yeah. So that, that's for, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. How, okay, once again, to repeat myself, I don't know how cohesive these all are, but we're just <laughs> we're rolling with them. Um, number two, which you touched on already, is just the ability to have the critical thinking skills to uh, form opinions and perspectives that are my own and that are unique. Right. Um, and so um, just not being led by what the mass majority of people are thinking and saying. And that could very easily fall into just being a conspiracy theorist and just disagreeing with whatever the majority says. Oh, right, and just it, being... Just uh, being, like, contradictory or right, uh, right. contrary to just everything, um, which I've been guilty of before. But Yeah, me too. But just as a basis, when everyone is saying one thing, just having the thinking skills to not just reject it, because that's what everyone's saying, but to just be like, well, I'm just going to look at it from myself, and I'm going to form my own opinion on it instead. And you may come to the conclusion everyone else's because you're swayed by the evidence, or you may be like, actually, I'm coming to... a a different conclusion and there are lots of you know huge huge issues which you know you can do that with. Yeah. but it's just having a healthy touch of skepticism it's knowing educating yourself so that you know a little bit what you're talking about and so when things happen you can um, you know when a political event happens you know enough about history to know oh, oh right this is going in this direction or at least could could go in this direction yes um and not just following fox news <laughs> um that that's basically we don't even yeah, w- yeah. um yeah uh, the news and that will tie into my third point but yeah um yeah it's literally just disassociating from groupthink and from i know it's kind of a buzzword but mm-hmm. um yeah it's just knowing that every single person is different and we'd probably all get a lot farther if all of them even just independently thought and researched for themselves and plenty of people plenty of people do but right right um yeah, but, no, but, that's it. But it just, I'm asking you, feeling like you had a little bit of a leg up on that based on yeah. how you, you were raised. And mm-hmm. Yeah, just being able to hear a piece of information and not immediately just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to accept that as the final, yeah. the final word. Yeah, and, and you had me and mom too. So, like, mom's a rule, fo- like a rule mm-hmm. follower, and I'm a rule breaker. And then together to honor each other, mm-hmm. so that we're not just, kind of I'm not just complete anarchy and she we've we've learned to mm-hmm. communicate in our house uh very well and uh, you know articulating what mm-hmm. it is we're feeling and what is we thinking and what are we believing and then yeah. challenging those with each other and being able to challenge them yeah. i mean the amount of times you know. that we would have like just especially shoot mom's in school now so me and her have them more than we oh, have yeah. in, we have in a very long time mm-hmm. but just the amount of times we just she'd be like making dinner or something and i'm just sitting in the corner and we're having a deep conversation on the intent of you know, 
Thomas Jefferson when he wrote the Declaration of Independence, or right. we're talking about you know the speeches of Ronald Reagan that I'm reading or something, and it's not all political, but even just right. history, politics, um, even art. Um, yeah, I mean that's not as necessary recipes uh, necessary to food, preparedness, yeah. but um, well, yeah, it's yeah. just it's having your own opinion on. I'm gonna push back for a minute because art and music and those sorts of things help get cultures through like we have to create and so. enjoy yeah. beauty right like that's why mom is so yeah. adamant about it and uh, and we always yeah. have been a lot of preppers tend to just focus on the utilitarian of everything yeah. i mean otherwise you get equilibrium yeah <laughs> yeah the movie equilibrium yeah, yeah. um you know the, just everything constant utility 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 mm-hmm. f- uh, function before form and, and that gets really boring no you know? I, I get that yeah Actually, no, I totally get that. Yeah, well, and, but I'm um, saying we we live that way. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And yeah, it's, it's I mean it's pretty simple. It's just being able to uh, not appear as just with another massive group of people. Like mm-hmm. you are able to receive a piece of information and you digest it and form your own. Well, here's what I'm going to do, and you're not just doing what everybody else does. Maybe that falls yeah. in with what everyone else is doing because right. you agree with it. But um, I feel like a lot of people just. Um, especially more recently, tend to just, well, I'm a part of this group, and so I'll just check any box that the people running that group say I should check, as opposed to, you know, just going by each issue. And and how that relates to preparedness, at least for me specifically, would be, um, I think that helps you to be better prepared when you know what you need to do, and it's based off your own actual convictions. Right. If that makes sense. Um, I don't know if that was apparent or not, but um, it a part of being prepared is knowing what's happening. Right. And so it's important to know where you stand on what's happening. And that, how to that, navigate that's how, it. That's how like I that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know if that was cohesive or not either, but there you go. <laughs> well, um, this is kind of the first time you're, you're really like being outspoken about it. Too. Like as yeah, far as I'm having to put it down on paper. for the first Yeah. Time, I mean, yeah. you'll talk with your friends about it yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but, and us and our family members, but mm-hmm. beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's the first two. And I, got, okay. I, I got one more little one. It's smaller, like the... Other, and then I'll just like start asking questions one. to probe and get yeah. a little deeper, bigger. Bro. Yeah, because I can tell you've got you got ruminations and yeah. premonitions going on over there. Yeah. Um, The, the last one is, it, ju- it made me feel more safe and comfortable. Like, growing up prepared and doing the first two things. Well, so it's the opposite up, of the paranoia. Exactly, it really was. It was growing up, learning how to depend on myself, learning how to trust myself that I could take care of myself. I could, um, I could make things. I could grow things. I could cultivate things. Um, I could, uh, you know, just do anything that I needed to do. Um, it it makes me feel more secure. It, yeah, well, like what do we say? Uh, we say that um, you know, being properly prepared actually brings peace, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No, it no. brings me peace of mind. It um, so learning how, learning how to depend on myself and then form my own opinions and perspectives and being disconnected from what everyone else thinks, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, as someone who tends to run more naturally anxious, I feel like I would fall into the trap I hear of a lot of people falling into, which is watching fox news and just being or any, extraordinary no, no, no. any of the news yeah, systems yeah, any, yeah. No, literally any major because if you watch source. fox news you're gonna get one no, side you get of, cnn you get msnbc you get yeah. oh, everybody's murdering Washington. each other in a city guns are out of control yeah. code's out of control government's yeah. out of control well which i mean once again there's truth in any number uh, of any number yeah. of that it's just you gotta learning how to dig deeper anyway exactly no yeah. but when you're able to 
Form your own opinions on the information you're receiving, first and foremost. That helps you to just sort it out and you feel like you have control over it. You feel like it's not happening in a void. And then you're able to always fall back on, well, if the worst comes to worst, because this is what most people with, you know, uh, who, who run more anxious are able to do, you go to the absolute worst extreme and you say, okay, well, tomorrow the world burns down and people in Waco start looting and everything and this and yeah. that. And we're literally at the end of the world or whatever. I know that I could get in my car, I could fight my way through whatever barricade because mm-hmm. I have all the, I've I've stocked the stuff that I needed to protect myself and to take care of myself. I could and I could just walk off into the woods and I'd be fine. Right, like because I've learned how to depend on myself and I know how to form my own perspectives on things. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does. So well, that's what I'm hearing. Well, in a weird way, that just makes me feel more secure. Though I'm able to disassociate from a lot of what would be really stressful um, world events, overwhelming national events, overwhelming events. Um, by not disconnecting from them and like washing my hands and like, oh, well, I'm not because I mean we're Americans, we should be involved. But, um, but you're able to not become so emotionally wrapped up in them that it just causes you to be stressed out all the time or shut down. So like, I just I know of people who are like, oh, there's conflict in Ukraine for a recent example, mm-hmm. and they just walk around consistently stressed out because what if that how how could that impact us and how does that how how is that going to gas prices are rising here and this and that and yeah they those poor folks about, over there are dealing with war and we're yes, no exactly you know, and, well and what I mean we don't is have the I'm mental fortitude to, go, to deal with um, high gas prices <laughs> I'm able I guess yeah but you're just you're able to look at the information form your own opinion and then um yeah and then you can take care of yourself so like sure, it doesn't sure. really affect you and or, or it affects you but it doesn't uh dictate yeah dictate you're not ruled by it i guess would be Mm -hmm. another way to say it yeah so there's where the rubber meets the road because we we we, we've (laughs) raised you guys on like some basic principles and those basic principles then become the springboard for you know how you're turning into a young man and Mm -hmm. you know an adult and moving out on your own um so and and it sounds to me like you're talking about one of the things mom and i talked about on one of our other podcasts which is mental fortitude spiritual fortitude and physical fortitude Mm -hmm. capable you mm-hmm. feel capable, you feel secure in that. Yeah. You feel able-bodied, able-minded. Mm-hmm. Your spiritual state is uh, uh, good and you're secure mm-hmm. there. Um, but where the rubber meets the road, you know, th- there's a a lot of people, young folks. What generation are you technically? I don't even know the... Generation Z. Z. Wow. Yeah. It's two past years. Oh, so wow. Because um, then there's the ex. millennials and, yeah. you know, the stereotype is you don't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to think. Uh, you're just puppets. You're lazy. Mm-hmm. You know, all those sorts of stuff. Um, but having preparedness mindsets, the fact that we worked our property, the fact mm-hmm. that we work hard at staying and getting out and staying out of debt. Mm-hmm. How, how are these prepared you for what you're embarking on now with, you know, say yeah. uh, a new relationship with your girlfriend with you? I mean. You own like, we're gonna, you own your own vehicle. Yeah. Outright. Yeah. It's a dependable vehicle. Mm-hmm. You're not in any debt. Mm-mm. You have a pretty good sum of money in the bank that you're looking to invest. And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I could say them, but yeah. you let me know. Yeah, no. Like, um, okay, these are specific practical ways now that I'm living yeah. that all of the things we just talked about, it's not paranoid, it's not this, mm-hmm. it's secure, blah, blah, blah. But enable me to do what? Well, it's it and what's funny is it it does enable me in ways that I don't realize until like they actually happen. And what I mean by that is 
Oh, and I you will. touched on it. You built this table, right? You learned how to oh, weld. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I learned lots of like actual tangible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I oftentimes, just because it's like me, I don't even realize that it's something not everyone knows how to do until I see other people struggling with it. And I'm like, wow. Like, I feel fortunate enough to not even, I mean, the amount of, you know, people my age who are in massive sums of debt. Right. Um, who don't have a dependable vehicle that they that they paid outright, um, that they paid cash for. Um, so it, it, and we didn't give you that money. You no. worked, yeah, and saved. Yeah. yeah, I mean, mom drove me to work until I had a car, but that's well, yeah. about it. But yeah, I mean, um, I mean, just because being a parent, I guess. But yeah, oh, and and if you want to touch on, it, if you can, um, the idea of like being entrepreneurial and things like that. Yeah, like making money yeah. and not just doing a job, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it just it fostered a very strong sense of um, like. And this, this might come off bad, but just no one else is going to take care of, like no one else is going to do these things for you, so you need to do them for yourself. Because there are kids that I know who whose parents did pay for their car or they, um, you know, did any number of those things, mm-hmm. and that's I mean it's not really how being an adult works. So yeah, like my mom and dad don't buy me. Cars. I mean, yeah, like at, at, at uh, you know, they're at 40, trying to at take 40, care of themselves in retirement. Yeah, at forty five, no one's just buying you cars. So, um the world doesn't really work like that. So having that, um, having those philosophies that were passed down of not being in debt, of, um, of saving, of taking care of yourself, of being entrepreneurial and working hard, they just um, kind of set a foundation to be able to, now I find myself in many areas far, far, uh, far farther, far further along mm-hmm. than um, peers. Than peers? Than my peers, yeah. yeah. And, um, at least in some of those areas. Um, I mean, there are other areas in which I'm sure there, you know, I don't play video games, so I'm pretty bad at those, but <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that they would smoke. We never me. had them. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I so many times even doing like, what, what do you call it, like the latter half of growing up? I feel like there's like that last stretch where you're still technically like a kid and i'm still figuring it out okay fair enough Um, (laughs) seriously 40 what are 40 no i'm 46 you're 46 yes i feel like every single time i know how old you are it's older i know and no no it never guesses on the age but yeah 46 you're and you're 20 20 um i I just feel like there were things i'm trying to figure out. there were consistently like these times were like and uh like i don't want to like give away too much but like other people will tell me how much they made and like they're around my age and I'm just like, Oh wow. Like I, I make way more than you do. Like just because I, not because of anything that I've done per se, but just because I had a found, I feel like I had a foundation that actually set me up to be farther along. Cause I had connections because I had skills that I had been working on. You know, I didn't spend ages 12 through 16, uh, playing video games, playing video games. In, in my basement or just hanging out with friends on the weekend. I did hang out with friends, but we made movies and we wrote and we did all that kind of stuff. And I learned skills that then got me a job that was able to pay me more. Than, yeah. Well, you've been just working McDonald's. to some degree. Like, okay, you got paid pretty good for a 14-year-old to teach younger kids how to sail. Yeah. Yeah. It was part-time, but yeah. 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 I got taught to teach people how to sail. Uh, I mean, I had like a... I feel like every kid is a landscape business, so I did that for a little while. Oh yeah, two summers in a row. And landscaping for all the neighbors. two summers in a row for neighbors. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I had one more. I Emmy mean, eggs. I started. Yeah, a couple yeah. Of those kind and, of and and well and quite frankly breeding chickens buying yeah, the breeding doing, chickens yeah doing uh, poultry it was a yeah. it was a 
was a poultry company. Uh, then once again, California shut us down they, on that they, one. They did indeed. But it just, it, it set me up. I feel like I was always, I, I feel like I always come back to, it's just, it's depending on yourself, not in like a narcissistic, selfish way. It's literally just being able to rely on. Or let's, let's say that like. Maybe I need to phrase Yes, you're depending on yourself, but, but it just, it made you more capable. Yeah. Maybe and it, it, it mentally, physically, yeah. yeah, and it set me up to be able to, when I had something that I wanted, I, w- I knew that I could go get it, even if it right. took a little while. And I'm still in that position, even when, you know, even when uh, blows come to finances because of unforeseen circumstances or something, <laughs> like I, paying taxes. Like paying taxes, I have, I have, I know that I have the money there to do that, and that, no problem. I just I'm able to do X, Y, Z, nose to the grindstone for a little bit, and that money will immediately be back mm-hmm. or yeah. oh i need this thing well, i know that i can just okay. i can achieve it or like real real practical apart from mm-hmm. money and apart from you know that kind of stuff like you know that like it's an older your vehicle's 2002 2003 one yeah anyway um but you it's set up right now you could just drive it yeah at, like into the woods yeah it's um, two wheel drive it yeah no, no, what I'm getting at is you could take it on a trip and you're like, if it breaks down, I have a general idea of how to fix it and there's tools oh, yeah. in there, you know? Yeah. Um, you're, you, yeah. It's... I mean, shoot, it's set up in the way where if right now I needed to live in it, I could. Which I think is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I could just drive up, off... Up and into yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, um, there's some food in there and there's mm-hmm. your tools are in there and you yeah. can change your tire and you can change the oil yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Basic stuff, yeah. Yeah. So it, it literally is just that. It's just having a foundation to um, that. And a lot in a lot of ways, I can't even articulate because I don't know them until it's like staring you in the face. And I'm looking at another kid my age going like, you don't know how to? Oh, like, this is awkward. I thought everyone knew how to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, not to be um, rude, but. And especially since a lot of the kids I grew up with and even know now do know how to do a lot of that stuff because they grew up like-minded. Mm-hmm. And I do want to, I mean, I'll push back a little bit. I feel like. Gen Z is actually a fairly um, capable generation who are slowly, albeit, but but still finding their way back to a lot of, um, you know, I'm asked all this the other way that there's more Gen Zs working blue collar jobs than there are millennials working blue collar jobs. And so, oh, like, yeah. like, that's something that my generation is slowly turning its way because you've watched Back the rest to, of us behave like nonsense people. Yeah, because, I mean, Gen Xers kind of fell out of that and they thought like, oh, like learning how to do all of that stuff is what our parents did. And so we're just going to do the, you know, it's the, the punk rock generation, Lasky kids. Mm-hmm. And then their kids, I say their kids, it wasn't really their kids, but they're just the millennials, the next step down, which are like baby boomers kids, I guess. But I, yeah, um, some of it, I don't even really know. I just know that there's tension and there are people in our society is get, that seems fair. to be getting lazier, but all that to, to say, some degree, I will bring it all feels the way, like it. I'll bring it all the way back around mm-hmm. and just say that, um, being brought up with a healthy sense of um, being able to rely on yourself and which just manifests its way in not being in debt in knowing how to raise your own money and make your own money, knowing how to take care of the things that you own, knowing how to own the right things to live. Chainsaws. That, I mean, that's, really, that's really what it was, knowing how to own the right tools to get things done. Um, it just it just sets me up in, in, in so many ways I feel like I get to be farther ahead than people my age and at least in a lot of different areas right that's well, the short answer and, and then one other thing to lead because we keep we are talking about the foundation of being self-reliant i think is another mm-hmm. i think maybe that's a, a you know yeah. a, a better way to put it um but also uh being in community yeah how, how does how yeah. is that 
shaped your forming like not like when you're a kid your community is baked in with what, who your mom and dad are hanging out with pretty much yeah now you which we've always also you guys have always had some freedom to to relate mm-hmm. and be, you know but as an adult how does that help you with uh the the your peer group the yeah. community you're 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 hanging out with the people in general i mean you're hanging out with all kinds of different people too because you're working in or i mean up until just recently yeah um for a uh a multi uh a marketing like yeah. multimedia yeah. firm and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff because and what's crazy is you're <laughs> like doing it this way you're just as comfortable like today you could go hang out with a bunch of hipsters yeah. making films and then go see Half Alive tonight. And then uh-huh. tomorrow, uh, we're cutting down a tree and building a fence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, back to back. To, to, like, to help out some old lady. Yeah. I mean, I told. Yeah. My, and I guess that's part of the self-reliance, like, uh, manifesto thing, which is just, you know how to. I mean, shoot. I, sometimes there are times where I felt like I'm a. Um, not sell out what your headphones are really caught up on no okay there we go you got it anyway you you felt like um i mean there are times where i don't want to feel like a poser and i know that you've made that a uh an ultimate that was always the ultimate uh sin growing up like we've been listening to music and you're like i don't listen to him why not you're like he's a poser we're like like, (laughs) oh no turn turn the poser off (laughs) (laughs) i've i've glad i've grown past that now but um all that to say some things i had principles on that were not appropriate yeah. to. Yeah. Somewhere way back there, there's still a little part of me that's just like, man, like I did see Half Alive last night. Should I be wearing cowboy boots? Like, I'm not a cowboy. Bah. I don't ride horses. And then, then you know, people I know have to tell me, like, you do realize you live in Texas and you have way more cowboy cred than 90% of the kids in Texas wearing cowboy boots. And I'm like, okay, maybe. Like, the amount of kids who just go to, you know, mm-hmm. midway but wear cowboy boots. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's an interesting, like, you're being self-reliant, but then you need the need you need the community, and I did grow up that way. Like you need right. the community. It's well, not. It's the reason not I'm optional. Saying it, there is some so, tension. I'm interrupting. There's some tension mm-hmm. in like you're, you keep saying like I don't want to sound arrogant. I want to sound blah blah blah. Yeah, and we don't want to sound narcissistic, which is true, um, because it is important to self-reflect and mm-hmm. self-look and say what what am I good at? What yeah. am I bad at? What have I learned? What do I not know? Mm-hmm. Right now, we're just trying to go over. Um, growing, growing and prepared, and how it 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 is beneficial and helpful, mm-hmm. and and not paranoid. But yeah. um, ultimately, mom and I believe in strong communities and loving one another and loving our neighbors. So, um, how has it also affected you in in that regard? Um, I think it's just like it bakes in the importance of that. Like that community is necessary. Mm-hmm. It is an it's and it's important to achieving an end, and the end is just like living. Your mental, your spiritual, and your physical fortitude. Your community should help grow that, right? And it should help enhance it, and it should help, uh, you know, fulfill it. And yeah, and you're a part of that in contributing to other people's fulfillment. And so, because um, it helps now as tribe, but you know, we oh, I guess yeah. yeah. Um, it's just I'm able to hang out with people and choose people I want to hang out with who are going to help, um, either grow those physical skills like learning how to do things because they know how to do something I don't, and then we can help each other learn things. Um, we're able to talk about how we're, you know, feels and feelings and emotions and we're able to work through stuff and, uh, be as emotionally and spiritually competent as we can at that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, anything in that, in that ballpark, just being, um, using that community to, uh, have, it's able to invest in you and you're able to invest in it. And it, it just kind of creates like a, it's like cyclical. Yeah, in that way. It's cyclical yeah. growth. 
and a symbiont and if performed right everyone is elevated over time so yeah um it's definitely having that community growing up has been able to um help me choose that community for myself more carefully um which ties into the own your own thoughts and perspectives and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not just blindly following whomever seems cool um but you're able to be like no that's not something i want to I don't want to hang out with that, like someone who does that or yeah. whatever. Um, and does it, does it, do you feel like it gives you um, more uh, bigger opportunity to? We keep now we've been talking about you know self sufficient ball, but it does being secure in that. Does that enable you to actually be able to serve better outside of yourself? Old lady whose tree is falling. Yeah. Or oh, whatever. absolutely. Yeah. Well, knowing having those skills, both the physical skills and the spiritual skills and the mental skills. Mm-hmm. I guess this is kind of like the trinity that we're right. ending up focusing on. Right. Um, I get to I get to serve people in all kinds of ways. So, I mean, from talking to, it hasn't got off the ground yet, but from talking to people at church about wanting to start something where, yeah, every other Saturday, let's, there's so many old people who go to our church. Right. I, there's no way they don't need help mowing, having their tree cut down or their lawns mowed or just pictures hung on the wall because you're 80 and you can't do it yourself anymore. Like, there's no way... That they don't need that kind of help, and I know how to I know how to do it, and I have friends who know how to do other things that I don't know how to do. So right. we can all get together and serve people in that physical way, or um, friends who are like, "Man, I'm having a rough time right now. Can we just like talk?" Well, great. I've got the um, emotional and spiritual fortitude to be able to like, "Yep, let's let's work through whatever this is," and mm-hmm. and they can do the same for me in return. So it does um, remind me of the original question. Actually, because now I kind of. Oh, I just how does that how you know how being secure in who you are yeah. and 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 self reliant and understanding that as a foundation mm-hmm. how does that enable you to go out and serve and help yeah um because the truth is if we don't even know who we are how are we supposed to help mm-hmm. other people no yeah no that's that's perfect and I can think of so many examples just off the top of my head from you know a dead tree in Mimi and Papa's yard that needs to cut down to, like you said, you know, tree mm-hmm. cut down to, um, or at the, at the campgrounds or, yeah, or, or they yeah, need some work, need yeah. some work taken care of out there. Um, so that's physical work, um, to, um, another, another great one, which we've touched on before is because, is because I have that, the surplus because mm-hmm. I, I store up, um, money and actual physical things. I'm able to help others in, in that way, not the not not like a work way or even an emotional way, but in the like, um, I'm having a rough. Time. I'm able to buy people dinner if I want to, mm-hmm. or um, you know, get them a, a you know, bless people with nice presents for their birthday. I don't know. Right, that's right. that's kind of a simple example, but it's just that you have enough so you can serve other people that way. I guess too. right, yeah. right. All right. Well, I guess we'll start wrapping it up. We're about an hour now, and I just wanted to anybody listening have a conversation with a young adult who's grew up in a preparedness family Mm -hmm. um, and to encourage people who might have small children or even young adults or any you know if you're a parent or you're a grandparent or you're uh, you know you're gonna be a mom or dad one day is to know that like this is these are important principles to have and know and you you will actually create a much stronger Mm -hmm. family a stronger environment good would it help if we ended on a couple like tips sure like recommendations please do on you might need to help me with this because i'm now i'm flying by the seat of my pants and that's more (laughs) that's more that's more your domain but um no just to like throw some uh what would you like some uh, well here's one thing i can say that mom and i have one actionable step and i it's it's a bit abstract but um 
we we put emphasis on relationship before anything else mm-hmm. right so building strong relationship with your children and your community specifically like my relation with my god my relation with my wife my relation with my kids are the most they're three most important and i need to be cultivating them constantly uh, and working on them if those are good foundation then we're able to do other things uh uh, you go ahead and start talking. That's number one, and, yeah. and and you're the byproduct of that, right? Yeah, like you, so, yeah. yeah, are the fruit of that. Yeah. Um, how about uh, bringing, being able to bring? You can speak to this. Being able to bring order from chaos or peace during stressful situations because mm-hmm. we're already prepared. Yeah, I think that ties perfectly into. I was going to say, don't shelter and like, don't treat like, oh, like me and my wife or me and my husband, like we're. We're, if you have kids, we're doing this preparedness stuff. And the kids are just like, they're, if something happens, we'll just give them like some toys and they'll just play. And yeah. like, we're, we're the, we're the parents and we're the adults. So we should just take care of a hundred percent. Of course you're the adults and you're the authority and you should be uh, running things. But right. I think to most effectively bring that order from chaos, you can like, right. Let, she, I guess shield them, but do it at age appropriate. Not yeah, shield no, at, them. At but, age appropriate. They should be, um informed at age appropriate levels right. of course which i think is individualistic but right. um the, the point is just that in order to bring the most order from the chaos your kids are going to have to somewhat know what the chaos is in some facet even yeah, you, if it's just that chaos is happening or could that, yeah or could happen and that we are working to prevent that chaos yeah we had very we had systems in place in case of fire yeah and you guys knew what to do and you knew fire was dangerous exactly well i mean and what good does an evacuation plan for your house do if your kids have no idea what the evacuation plan right is? are you just right. gonna like shepherd your children through the house while it's burning down like that doesn't really work so your no. kids have to know like i said age appropriate uh mm-hmm. information levels of course but right that with their maturity levels that, and things like that that this house could burn down and that if it does it's not a fear like oh so walk around afraid that the house will burn down all the time it's that you get the security and the peace of knowing that if it does start burning down i know exactly what to do because i've been walked Mm. through i get to walk down the hallway and i turn right and i go out that door like yeah and And i I feel i feel personally especially as someone now coming out of that you know the child stage that actually will bring more uh yeah especially since i mean it's the oldest and just as a introverted and very mm-hmm. uh, i don't know type a what do they say type a is like the headstrong whatever the other one is yeah type, sure. type b mama um, knows that stuff um it it brings me more peace just to know what is going on right and i don't even have to be in control of it i just i know what's going on and that makes me feel like yeah I'm yeah don't keep it. your kids in the dark exactly Ra- so raise them that and once again this is we we i mean hopefully anybody who knows anything about finances you know you have an emergency fund you know, you have mm-hmm. you do wise things with your your money. You don't just spend more than you make. The you know, similarly to that, which is a basic knowledge, mm-hmm. you know, or or is a ba- is a matter of fact yeah. knowledge. Um, we keep these backpacks here and food here so that we can evacuate in the event of fire yeah. or a hurricane or a tornado or whatever it is. Yeah. So don't so don't yeah. I feel yeah that that's it. To most effectively order bring bring order from chaos. Mm-hmm. Your family should be in order when so when the chaos strikes yeah you have somewhat of a knowledge of what to do plus that ties into just physical things in that like why would you didn't like you have more hands and able bodies even if they're very young to right. help you know today we're moving we're going to the grocery store and we're buying a bunch of uh extra food for this or whatever you have people to to help to help, help, yeah, help yeah, you do carry that. Up. so so they can be let in on the 
here's why we're buying yeah, this on stuff the process why we're doing this stuff and then also they just get to be a part of it and you can turn it into a, a fun thing it doesn't have to be this like scary thing make it fun mm-hmm. yeah it be, yeah the same thing i mean we did turn we it into a bonding moment we didn't do video games we did family board games and and mm-hmm. and bonfires and you know concerts and we did that mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of video games and tv and netflix mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we watch movies, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd say another thing is to teach your children how to live without. Oh yeah, how to how to create, how to make, and how to live without. Once again, we, there's a lot we lived without. Number one, because of our financial situation, but number mm-hmm. two, because just it's less important than people make it out to be. We never had cable, TV, mm-hmm. Netflix, you know, any of no, those not things. Very, Vid- very video g- I mean, I guess there was the Wii, but it was so limited in use. Yeah. Cause we, and it wasn't that we just made the rule, you're not allowed to do this. That's, that's, that's bad. We offered more fun, other things to do. We offered other things to do, way more fun, and we're better alternatives yeah. to it. Well, what do they say? That when, we're in real life. When you know, when you know a good thing, you don't even want the bad thing. That's a pretty common, like, yeah, a- aphorism, I guess. So the point just being like, yeah, we liked video games and they were fun, but I never wanted to do them more than, um, you know, I never wanted to do them more than, than playing on the 14 acres at my disposal. Like it was fun and I wanted to do it, but it yeah, was, sometimes, if yeah. it was ever like, no, we're not doing that today. Okay. And I just go and do something else. It was never this like meltdown of, no, that but that's the only thing I ever want to do ever. So, um, so there's no addiction there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it definitely helps to, like you said, living without, those are like pretty yeah. big ones, video mm-hmm. games, cable TV, junk food, whatever junk, else. junk food. Yeah. We didn't eat a lot of junk food, but, um, shoot, even as the, as you get older and I kind of did this myself sometimes, some of it's optional, some of it's not, but just like, what is it like to not eat a meal? Right. Or more specifically as well, which you guys do I'm not now. saying starve your children. No, 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 no. Don't <laughs> but, starve your children. But, but it, here. Um, that I'll say that's more like as a grown up, you would no, go through no, that, I, no, the, the intermittent fasting, but like Liam, you, uh, your girl, Kerwin, um, Evan next, you guys, we, we have them physically do things for the family, whether it's there were you know, obviously there's chores and mow the lawn. We, mm-hmm. we, you know, fixing things around the house, but more specifically, um, you know, Liam is about to turn 16. Once a week, he cooks dinner for the entire family. Mm-hmm. He knows where all the ingredients are. He picks the meal. Uh, he tells us to shop for those ingredients. And he makes dinner for the entire family and learns mm-hmm. how to serve and do that. Um, you do that. Kerwin mm-hmm. does that. Um, and and, well, and that's that's preparedness. Yeah, that's preparedness. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the rubber meets the road. Preparedness, mm-hmm. being able and capable of doing that. Yeah. So anyway. That's pretty um, much it. Hopefully this helps. And just, just to give some clarity on, it doesn't have to be strange. It doesn't have to be weird. Um, you, their great fruit can come from uh, being preparedness-minded and implementing those uh, house rules, even in small levels. I'm not dead yet. And you're not dead yet, but we'll all die one day. That's true. I promise. I, well, uh, studies do show that 100% of people who drink water do die. Yeah, or breathe air. Or breathe air, yeah. So we do recommend ceasing both those activities immediately. 100% of people who can and cannot see. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Makes you think. That's the test. That one right there is, yeah. the, is the more. That's the big one for me. Yeah. Because I mean, I, cause I, mean, I see. Cannot see. I see. So I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. And then when so I close my eyes, I can't can see. And can and so. cannot hear. Yeah, that's sobering. Will die. Yeah. 
We just ended it on death. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a good one. But comedically. Yeah. You know, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. All right. Blessings to everybody. Uh, once again, comment below all the formalities, blah, blah, blah. Hope this helps. And remember, just because you're prepared does not mean that you are paranoid. Booyah. All right, bye.